Life is made up of many gorgeous moments. Cherish them all, big and small, with Blue Nile. Whether it's for yourself or a loved one, Blue Nile's unrivaled selection of expertly crafted fine jewelry and statement pieces help make all your moments sparkle. Blue Nile's experts are on hand to guide you, and their diamond guarantee ensures you get the highest quality at the best price. Celebrate a life well lived in the most radiant way and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Good morning. Welcome to a brand new week on 11 to 1. Sinead Brazel here. In light of the tragic death of Ashling Murphy, chose Taekwondo Do run by a husband and wife team, Peter and Karen O'Connell in Drogheda's Barbican Centre. They kick-started their first women's only self-defence classes at the weekend. I peeked in on the class. I'll be bringing you that report. It has remained the greatest unanswered question of Irish history. Just who is responsible for the murder of Michael Collins? Former Late Late Show band leader, art historian, musician, he's an actor, Paddy Cullivan, he attempts to answer this in his spectacular stage show, which is coming to Anton Art Centre this week. Paddy's going to join me for a chat. Plus... How would you like to win your shopping at Lidl? I want to give you the chance to win €250 worth of Lidl vouchers every day this week, so stay tuned. WhatsApp and text lines are open 086-1800-658. 11 to 1 on LMFM with Gilmore's Kings Court. See gilmores.ie. Gwen Stefani with No Doubt, Don't Speak. Good morning. You are listening to 11 to 1. Sinead Brazel here with you. Hope you are well. Hope you had a nice weekend and you're ready for the week ahead. And we have a lot to get through on the programme today. And before I get into all of that, I have to just get something off my chest because, you know, I don't think that us celiacs are represented enough. So anytime I get a chance to talk about this, I will. And I was in a shop over the weekend and I overheard a lady asking about, you know, a gluten-free birthday cake. And the man at the deli counter was busy, but he was trying to help her. And when I heard her over, when I overheard her asking this, I was thinking, good luck. Oh, you won't have any luck here. But anyway, uh, I heard him direct her over to the extremely small gluten-free section. And he said he wasn't sure if there were cakes there or not. And I could have told her not to waste her time. But I heard her say then in the, in the exchange, oh, do celiacs not celebrate birthdays? I thought, fair juice to her. This is a woman after my own heart. And she was, you know, kind of arguing her case a little bit with him. He couldn't have cared less. Couldn't have cared less. And it was a prime example of how, you know, people with um, who need to go on a gluten free diet, like myself, celiacs, we're just brushed off. We're inconvenient, aren't we? We are. And uh, this, this happens in many situations, in a lot of retailers, in a lot of restaurants. And it just makes my blood boil. It really does. It's so hard to get things. It really is. And even though people say, oh, yeah, but things are changing. There's a great range. Ah, listen, there is. Yeah. But there's things like this, you know, the likes of birthday cakes, um, you know, just choice, variety. You know what I mean? We don't want the same old bread. We don't want the same old pasta. We want variety. We want choice. And it doesn't just all boil down to pasta and bread. Do you know what I mean? And this comes back down to kind of maybe educating retailers about this sort of stuff. But 
I have to go over then and make my point because I says to I, I said, listen, I'm I, I overheard you. I'm a celiac as well, and just what you've described is exactly the same thing. I I experience this all the time. And last month was in the same situation as you, trying to find a gluten free birthday cake. I said, and um, I was directing her to a few places that I knew were decent enough or whatever. But I said to the man, I said, you know, there are two people now in your shop, both of us with family members that are, you know, on a gluten-free diet, we are celiac, and you need to start catering for us more. And I said, I know you're just working here, but it would be great if you could pass it on to the powers that be. He didn't care. He just wanted to get back to his deli counter. He didn't care. And there's many people who are vegan, and the vegans seem to be catered for so much more for some reason. And that's fine. But when you're like me and you're struggling to find a goddamn birthday cake for your child that's gluten free that other members can enjoy as well it's very frustrating it is it it is very very frustrating so I'm appealing to retailers stop making it so hard for us you know now I know not all retailers are like this some of them are great but one tiny little section filled with a bit of bread and pasta and some biscuits, that is not catering to people who are celiac, you know. But I just wanted to say fair play to that lady that I met on Saturday and I really hope that you did find a nice gluten-free cake and I hope that the shop does sort of think twice about it because, you know, you need to cater for us. As we all know, when, uh, whenever Jill Brennan from the Celiac Society of Ireland comes on, she lists the, the hundreds, hundreds and hundreds and thousands and thousands of people that are not diagnosed yet and those that are. So don't be telling us there's no market for it either. We're not buying that either. We just need a little bit more variety and some chocolate cakes and some birthday cakes. That's all we're looking for. We need to have this in our lives. Anyway, rant over, rant over, but I had to mention that on the programme today. Now, we are going to be talking about one of the great unanswered questions of our history. A lot of people are going to be really interested in this. The murder of Michael Collins. In August the 22nd, I think it is, this year, Michael Collins will be 100 years dead and there's still so many question marks around his death. Like, I didn't know that there was no autopsy done. There was no real investigation into his death. Lots I have learned from Paddy Cullivan and his new show. It's an audio-visual spectacular. There's songs, there's music in there as well. And you're going to learn a lot more about uh, the death of Michael Collins. He's going to be joining us very, very shortly ahead of his um, show opening in on Thon Arts Centre on Friday. So do not miss that. That's coming your way very soon. Plus... How would you like to win your shopping? How would you like to win your shopping at Lidl? I have €250 up for grabs. I'm going to tell you how you can win that. I want to wish a very happy birthday today to Agnes Waters in Drumconrath. Thinking of you, that's coming in from Alice and the family. Hope you're having a fantastic day. And also a happy 21st birthday today to grandson Joshua Valili in Kilcurley in Dundalk. Hope you have a wonderful day that's coming in from Nanny and all of the family. So hope you're having a great day today, Joshua. Uh, also want to mention that Becht of Town Social Group is back. Fantastic. It starts off with a coffee morning in Becht of GEA Clubhouse from 10am. That's this Wednesday and they're very much looking forward to seeing everybody again. It's great to see everything coming back online and opening up and everything else and people getting together again. It is fantastic. Now, I do have something really nice for you. €250 Euro worth of Lidl vouchers. I want to give them to you. All this week on 11 to 1, we are celebrating the opening of the new Lidl store in Mullamelan, RD. That's happening this Thursday, February 10th, with an incredible range and everything you would need. 
and want and can't live without. With fresh produce delivered daily from across Ireland, the Lidl Plus app as well is available to download now, giving you a better shopping experience. So we're giving you the chance to win big all this week. I have a €250 voucher to be won every single day. That is your weekly shop. Well, if you live in my house with hungry wolves, that is your weekly shop at Lidl. All you have to do is tell me, what's the strangest thing you've ever picked up in the middle aisle at Lidl? I get lost in this middle aisle. I, I vow every week, don't go in there, don't go in there, and I come back out of it. Now, sometimes I get candles and different things like that. I have bought a laminator. Yeah, what would you need that for? laminator in the middle of the supermarket but it's fantastic we laminate everything now don't forget as well the infamous trampolines and hot tubs were you lucky to pick up one of those from the middle aisle what's the strangest thing you've bought from the middle aisle in Lidl you'd be amazed what you'd find there you really would Uh, you could be winning 250 euro vouchers all you have to do is let me know the strangest thing you've bought they're coming in already on 086 1800 658 and you could be winning €250 Euro for Lidl. Keep them coming in. And that's all with thanks to the new Lidl store opening in Mullameal in RD this Thursday, February 10th. We'll pick a winner towards the end of the show. 086 1800 658. <laughs> oh my God. Some of the things that you people have bought in the middle aisle in Lidl. We've everything from a toilet seat to a staple gun. Lots more in between. Keep them coming in to me on 086 1800 658. We'll get to some of them uh, later on. Now, it remains one of the greatest unanswered questions of Irish history. Almost 100 years after the death of Michael Collins, we still don't know who's killed him. But Paddy Cullivan, people will know Paddy actually. He is former band leader from the Camembert Quartet from The Late Late Show. He's an actor, he's a writer, he's a musician, he's a performer and he's a historian now he can add to his list as well because he's uncovered new evidence to suggest who might have been Michael Collins' killer and he's exploring this in an audiovisual spectacular show that's coming to Anton Arts Centre. We're going to catch a word with Paddy just after these. 11 to 1 on LMFM. Who killed Michael Collins? It remains one of the greatest unanswered questions of Irish history almost a hundred years after his death. But now, art historian, performer, actor, writer Paddy Cullivan has uncovered new evidence to suggest who might have been the killer. And he explores this in an audiovisual spectacular show featuring hundreds of images, shocking new research and some incredible songs. The Murder of Michael Collins show is touring Ireland, receiving rave reviews all over the place, with critics saying that the solo show is mind-blowing. A complicated story brilliantly told. It's coming to Anton Arts Centre on Friday. I'm delighted to have the man behind the show, Paddy Cullivan. He's on the line. How you doing, Paddy? I'm great, thank you. It remains, Paddy, one of the greatest unanswered questions of the history books. Who killed Michael Collins? I can see why you were fascinated with this. Absolutely. I, I mean, for me, uh, I would compare it only to the death of JFK, which asked, brought up as many questions. Michael Collins was killed on the 22nd of August 1922 down in Bail a lonely country road. He had a bodyguard of 25 men. He was attacked by about five to ten uh, attackers who were leaving an ambush behind. They thought he wasn't going to come along. It was almost an accident that it happened. And yes, 25 men go into the Valley of Death. 
and only one comes out dead and it's the commander-in-chief and probably the most important man not only in Ireland at the time but in Irish history. You know, and when you when you sort of summarise it like that, it's it sort of, it's just baffling this whole thing. I mean, you know, this year we're, we're approaching the 100th anniversary of his death. There's so many unanswered questions. Like, I had no idea there was no investigation into his death. Like you say, you know, 25 go in, one comes out shot. Like, these people weren't questioned. They weren't sort of put on uh, any sort of, uh, you know, sort of alert as to what went on. You know, there's no autopsy into, into, his, into his death. Like, do we know why none of these things exist? Well, it's it's a very strange thing. Um, I, 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 you know, there was a theory that he was killed by a ricochet, and it almost got everybody off the hook for fifty years, because the Republicans could say, "Oh, it was a ricochet. We weren't really shooting at them." You know, um, it was just a chance thing that happened. And then the Free State could excuse the greatest security failure in the history of a state that wasn't even founded yet, uh, where they lose their commander in chief. Uh, even though he's been guarded by 25 men. Um, so the ricochet got them all off the hook. But the cover-up afterwards is the strangest thing. There's no inquest into his death, even though there were numerous inquests during the Civil War. There's no inquiry. Uh, there's no... We, can't, we don't have his rifle. We don't, there's about six caps vying for being his cap, so we don't really know where the head wound was. There was an autopsy, but it's gone. Um, we have no idea where the autopsy is. He doesn't even have a death search. I mean, this oh is incredible goodness. stuff. Uh, very like the JFK where the, 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 you know, the car was done up afterwards yep. to remove all evidence. The car Michael Collins was in ended up in Kenya within a month. I mean, this stuff is just mind-boggling. So I take everybody through it in a very entertaining and kind of clear way. But by the end of it, you will just be wondering, what were we doing and what can we do to solve it? Because this is, uh, it, it really is inexplicable, bar the fact that somebody was covering up something and everybody was lying. Well, this is the thing, you know, I'd imagine as well, you know, during your research, you're writing into this, you're looking into this. It must have been challenging, Paddy, not just because you were met by dead ends, but you were also met with some resistance along the way. A lot of resistance. I mean, when I first found out the stuff about Sonny O'Neill, because he's always been named since about 1989 as the major suspect uh, um, out of the blue. He died in 1950. He was always described as a marksman and a sniper. But as I show people in the show, there is no evidence he was a sniper. Not only that, he was terribly badly wounded in World War One and only had 40% use of his right arm. Um, so a lot of people have, have, have bet the house on Sonny O'Neill. And I go through it and I have to say, I don't think it's him. And I got, I've got a lot of anonymous phone calls from people going, no, no, he could have done it. He could have done that shot easily. But I do go through it. And, and I'm not saying who it is. I'm just mm. saying here are the reasons why it isn't. And there are about four major suspects in the whole thing. And I go through all of them. And I, the main thing is to, to try and fill it out, the things that are impossible. Yes, because um, you, you've, you've mentioned Sonny O'Neill there that a lot of people will sort of, you know, as you say, would assume he was the one. What about the other suspects? Is there anything, without going too much into the show, is there anything that you can tell us about some of the others? Well, I mean, Collins, but the man beside Collins was Major General Emmett Dalton. And of course, there are two schools of thought. One that he was shot by his own side and the other is that he was actually shot in an ambush by the uh, anti-treaty IRA. Um, the people who think it might be Dalton are generally regarded as crazies and the Sonny O'Neills are regarded as the official people. I go through the whole thing and I lay it all out to you. Dalton has a lot of questions to answer as well. Uh, very interestingly, he made a movie, which I show people uh, about uh, in the 50s, where he recreates the whole thing. 
um, and even goes into a, a, the possibility Collins might have had an illegitimate son. So Ooh. there are tons of actually, once you come to the show, you'll see that I lay out the information. I call it historical entertainment because it mm. can't be any other way. Uh, I even have a couple of songs in there because I keep the thing rolling. I have a lot of incredible images you've never seen before. And it really, it just raises a huge amount of questions. It's something that I think we really need to go into in depth um, and, and stop kind of playing silly buggers with Michael Collins, uh, you know, yeah. talking about talking about it like let the man lay in peace, let him rest. You know, no, it's a murder investigation. He was never properly investigated. We need to get an answer because, you know, the one person who would never let it lie, Michael Collins. Exactly, the, exactly. The was absolute, do you think he would let it, do you think he would let an unsolved mystery go like that. He wouldn't himself. He wouldn't. And as you say, we're a hundred years on. What are people afraid of? What do they not want us to know? It's it's intriguing. It really is intriguing. Yeah. And you know, as you say there, you've, you've described the show quite well. It is one of these things that is a bit of a history lesson. It is entertaining. You've thrown in the songs in there as well. It's an audiovisual spectacular, which is the best way kind of, of describing that. But it's quite a complex story to tell. But you must have been thrilled with the huge interest that the public have shown with regards to this? Well, definitely. And I got the help of a lot of great people as well. You know, the, a historian is a guy who found in the German records the stuff about Sonny O'Neill being wounded so badly. Um, there were other people who helped me out greatly. And, and, and it's funny, the, the people who have questions about Michael Collins, they, they run the whole spectrum politically. It's not just Republicans. Mm. Uh, it's Finnegalers, Fine- all sorts of people have questions about this on all sides of the political spectrum because it goes beyond politics, this. You know, and, and in fact, the, when I go through the motives as to why people would want Collins dead, it's incredible because almost everybody around him uh, uh, had a reason for wanting to get rid of Collins, be it the Free State itself, who were very happy with the 26 County solution. Mm. Whereas Collins, I, I show in this that Collins was actually gearing up for another military exercise against the North or to, to resume the war with Britain, uh, except he wanted this time to have enough guns to do so. That, so you know it confounds a lot of people's expectations Republicans aren't happy because I call it the murder of Michael Collins and they say oh it's a legitimate thing but as I show in the show no there are questions to be answered on all sides about this so no one's going to be happy but everyone's going to have questions at the end of it Oh absolutely they are I mean already I can I can tell how people will react at the end of this there's going to be shock there's going to be outrage there's going to be anger but all ultimately as you say it's people wanting to get to the bottom of this Paddy it's an excellent show and I have to say fair play to you you're putting it out at such a really important time as you remember Michael Collins a hundred years on from his death I wish you the best of luck with it thank you so much for joining me on the show today Thanks so much, Nate. Thank, thanks a million. Fascinating, fascinating insight into this. The Murder of Michael Collins audiovisual show. It's on this Friday and on Thon Arts Centre in Dundalk. Whether you're a history buff or not, I think you're going to really enjoy this. You can check it out on thon.ie for tickets and more information. 11 to 1 on LMFM. I am being very entertained by all of your fantastic answers coming in on 086-1800-658 for what's the strangest thing you found in the little aisle. We'll get to some of them very shortly. I can't cope. Back to the music now. Here's Snow Patrol. Just say yes. Lots of you saying yes to the middle aisle in Lidl. We'll get to some of your messages right after this. 
LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Whether you're extending, building or replacing your windows and doors, talk to your local Senator Windows dealer today on 1850 77 Temperatures out there, 11 to 13 degrees. Sunset is at 5.24pm. Sunrise is at 7.59am tomorrow. On this day in 1962, Garth Brooks, American country singer, he was born in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And today is sent a card to a friend day. It's your chance to tell them exactly what they mean to you and why. It's not about a phone call, an email or a WhatsApp note. It's a day to send a card instead. Send a card day. LMFM Northeast Update. Oh, goodness me. 086-1800-658. We are celebrating the opening of the new Lidl store in Mullamil in NRD. It's happening this Thursday, every 10th, with an incredible range and everything you need, want and can't live without. And we want to give you €250 worth of groceries at Lidl. And I'm asking you, what's the strangest thing you found in the middle aisle? Coming in on 086-1800-658. Most unusual thing I got from Lidl was a sea scooter made by Yamaha. About 18 inches long with small propeller. The grandchildren loved it at the seaside. You start it up and it pulls you along. Best thing ever, says Michael and Jim Conrad. That is amazing. Uh, also, Sinead, I was shopping in Lidl one day, bought a hedge trimmer. Thinking it was a great bargain, only to discover when I got home that I don't have a hedge. <laughs> I had to return it to Lidl. Says uh, Bernie, this is what happens, isn't it? You get bamboozled in the middle aisle, <laughs> you do. A toilet seat cover, which I didn't open, says somebody coming in as well. A nose hair trimmer, says Patrick Maguire in uh, Lobenstown. Uh, I picked up my new boyfriend. I bumped into him and my trolley sent him flying. <laughs> I love it, says Lola in Dundalk. Fantastic. Strangest thing I bought, picked up was a wrench set. I don't even know what or how to use it either. <laughs> That's like me. I don't do any DIY, but I could pick up this stuff, you know, in Lidl. This sort of thing could happen to me. Keep going, keep coming in for me on 086 658 Strangest thing you've ever picked up in the middle aisle at Lidl. Laura Isabor on LMFM, 11 to 1, still to come. The first women's self-defence class started at the weekend. It was run by Cho Taekwondo Do, and I went along to the first class. I'll be bringing you my report, plus more of your stories from the Middle Isle and Lidl. That's all to come. Still to come on 11 to 1 in light of the tragic death of Ashling Murphy chose Taekwondo Do run by husband and wife team Peter and Karen O'Connell in Drogheda's Barbican Centre kick-started their first women's only self-defence classes at the weekend I peeked in in the first class and I'll be bringing you that report plus how would you like to win your shopping at Lidl I want to give you the chance to win 250 euro worth of Lidl vouchers every day this week stay tuned for details on how you can win 11 to 1 on LMFM with Gilmore's Kings Court. See gilmores.ie. On air, online, on your smart speaker, this is LMFM. Sinead Brazel here with you till one. Dermot Kennedy kicking off our second hour. <laughs> oh my goodness, I am just having such fun reading your messages on 086-1800-658 because all this week we are celebrating... We are celebrating the opening of the new Lidl store in Mullamil in NRD. It's happening this Thursday, February 10th. Lots of you saying you can't wait... 
Lots of people from RD saying they can't wait to check it out. Well, it's going to have an incredible range on everything you need, want and can't live without. With fresh produce delivered daily from across Ireland and they have a Lidl Plus app now available to download that you can give a, gives you a better shopping experience. So to celebrate all of this, we are giving you the chance to win big with €250 Euro vouchers to be won every single day. That is your weekly shop. All you have to do is tell me what is the strangest thing you've picked up in the middle aisle at Lidl. Shirley Smith and Kilmaine and Wood picked up dog Prosecco. So doggy Prosecco. <laughs> Was that for the dog at Christmas? So we could have a little tipple. Love it. Barney Travers and Knockbridge picked up screwdrivers for jewellery. So jewellery screwdrivers. Uh, I got a lovely pair of runners, says Hilary Lynch. Bicycle pumps, says somebody else. This is, oh, breed. Reed Clark, she picked up a lovely pair of sunglasses, but at the checkout found out they belonged to a customer who lost them. Very expensive. Yeah, she was glad to return them to the owner, but that's a shame, particularly if you had your heart set in them, Breed. Uh, a l- long, hot water bottle, you can wrap it around your back or where you have, wherever you have pain. Absolutely brilliant. Yes. Uh, somebody else, a step that doesn't fold down has no handle, but I needed it as I'm only four for ten and it was at the right price, says somebody. you got to reach those places. What about poor James Kiernan? Not sure whereabouts he's from. James says he bought a toothbrush for his cat. Poor me. Ouch, he says. <laughs> James, did you go brushing the cat's teeth? Do you need to brush cat's teeth? <laughs> Fair play to you. you have, you're stronger than me to even attempt to go near a cat and brush their teeth this is what we're talking about keep them coming in to me what have you bought in the middle aisle in Lidl 086 1800 658 The Buzz on LMFM with the Crown Plaza Dundalk featuring Ireland's tallest work of art rooftop restaurant bistro bar and conference rooms wedding and banqueting for up to 400 people the Crown Plaza Dundalk.ie has it all Hi I'm Hannah Faye Winters has opened up about her cancer scare after fans spotted a scar on her stomach. She revealed on a vlog that she underwent surgery to have a mole removed when she noticed it had changed since being on Love Island. Um, it's better to be safe than sorry about these type of things. Um, the, the mole has just grown quite a substantial amount in sort of the last, I would say, well, since I went on Love Island, really. Yeah, I'd rather know it's something or that it's nothing or know something, I suppose, than not know anything at all. Kimberly Walsh has admitted that a girl's allowed reunion in the near future wouldn't feel right without their late bandmate Sarah Harding. She told Mail Online it's a bittersweet 20th anniversary this year and they're not in the right headspace to consider marking the occasion. Sandy Wade Newton has come under fire for making patronising remarks on colorism after she burst into tears discussing the lack of roles for darker-skinned actresses in Hollywood. In an interview with Sky News, she said she's sorry she's the one chosen. I've wanted so desperately to apologise every day to, to, to darker-skinned actresses to say I'm sorry that I'm choked, I'm the one chosen. My mama looks like you. It's been very painful to have women that look like my mum feel like I'm not representing them, that I'm taking from them, taking their men, taking their work, taking their truth. I didn't mean to, you know. That's The Buzz. I'm Hannah. The Buzz on LMFM. With the Crown Plaza Dundalk. Featuring Ireland's tallest work of art. Rooftop restaurant, bistro bar and conference rooms. Wedding and banqueting for up to 400 people. The Crown Plaza Dundalk.ie has it all.
mentioned this a couple of weeks ago, but in response to the tragic death of Ashling Murphy, councillor Declan Power decided to take action and do something very proactive for the community here in Drogheda. So he enlisted the help of husband and wife team Karen and Peter O'Connell. They run Cho's Taekwondo Do at the Barbican Centre in Drogheda and they are running some free self-defence classes for women. And there was such a huge demand for the classes. 160 women had signed up straight away. And look, I know it's awful. You know, we live in a world where women feel that they need to sign up to learn skills like this. And as many of them said to me, they hope that they'll never have to use them. But just kind of a little observation, I suppose, from my experience going along to the class, which I will bring you the report on that very shortly. But um. I think there was a lot of kind of people who weren't sure what to expect at the beginning and it was really quiet. That was the one thing that I noticed at the very start. You know, if you're going to an exercise class, there's a bit of, you know, chatter and noise and that kind of thing. It was all very sort of quiet and just small, kind of like quiet whispering, that kind of thing. And that struck me as being a little bit, you know, different to, to the norm. And once then Peter and Karen began showing the techniques and once people started to practice, there was a lot of laughter then and a lot of bonding and I listened to as many women who wanted to speak to me and I have to say so many women approached me and said they'd chat on on the piece which was great and a lot of them expressed you know a lot of fears worries that kind of thing and I thank them for that now unfortunately not all of these stories obviously made it onto the recording we only have so much time here but it did mean an awful lot that they shared with me but one story that struck out was from a teenager and you'll hear her on the on the piece but she was the subject of unwanted catcalling and lewd behaviour on her way to the class with her mother. And this girl couldn't have been any more than about 15 or 16. And that really hit home to me that this is so common. It's happening all the time. So there's a bit of a mixture of, you know, personal stories for why the women were there. But also there's a lot of fun. There is a lot of fun. And I met a lot of women who were up for a bit of crack as well. And I met women who partnered up with people that they didn't know on the day and they had an instant kind of connection and friendship, which was great as well. So I'm going to bring you that report very, very shortly. 11 to 1 on LMFM. A few weeks ago, I heard that Councillor Declan Power, manager of the Barbican Centre, along with Cho's Taekwondo Do, who run classes at the centre, had decided to put on free self-defence classes for women in light of the recent tragic murder of Ashling Murphy. And there was a huge demand, so much so the club uh, is running for February and March. So I went down to the first class on Saturday to meet Peter and Karen from uh, the club and also some uh, participants from the class. I started off, though, by asking Councillor Declan Power why he felt the need to run these classes. In reaction to Ashling Murphy um, and that tragic uh, killing, uh, we wanted to do something that was proactive. And the setting that, that she was murdered in could have been a setting in any rural community anywhere around the country. It could have been on the ramparts in Drogheda. But I think, you know, murdered in broad daylight, it, we were all just, we were numb, we were dumbfounded, we didn't know how to react to it, but we were saddened. And we wanted to react to doing something that was proactive and offer these free self-defence classes to, to, to ladies, to women. The, the, the response was, was tremendous. I think we had it up uh, on social media, and I say with maybe half an hour, 40 minutes, with 160 places booked. And talking to my guys, the, the, the wonderful Peter and Karen O'Connell with the Taekwondo that, that are here, they operate here in the Barwick and twice a week. We spoke with them. They were really up for the idea. 
But when the word went out, we were kind of said, we're more going to do this for an hour on a Saturday. Then it went to two hours on a Saturday. Then it went to a month. And now it's for the month of, uh, the month of February and the month of March. In, in life, we, we will tend to upskill ourselves in a, in, a, in a career or for personal development. And we hope that the skills that we learn will be useful to us in everyday life. And these skills that are going to be taught over the next number of weeks are skills that we really hope will never, ever have to be used. Well, do you know, Declan, as you say that even, you know, myself going out walk and say, even before this tragic case with Ashling Murphy, you would be, you know, on edge all the time. If I had some of these skills in my back pocket, I might feel that little bit more secure, that little bit safer going out. I think so. I think that's, um, I think that's for every lady that I've spoken with in the last number of weeks. Um, they want to feel safe in, in their own environment, whether it's going for a walk in daylight or in, at night time. And people, and both male and female, that when we walk on our, our, on our streets, in our towns, in our villages, we should feel that little bit safer. But we're really hoping that these, uh, that these classes will, I suppose, build more confidence and more self-esteem, that you don't have to be looking over your shoulder every couple of seconds. And a bit of a social aspect here as well. You know, they're going to meet other people and often sort of for a lot, meet a large group of people for the first time in a long time. There is going to be a donation bucket inside. And any donation that's... Um, and you don't have to. Nobody's obligated. But all funds that are raised over the next number of weeks are going to go to the, the, the Drogheda Women's Refuge in, in, in town here uh, who do some great work. And, uh, and hopefully we'll be able to send out some really positive and strong messages over the next number of weeks. But I really appreciate you coming down and, and I hope you're going to tag out and, uh, <laughs> and experience some of the, the movements. Uh, oh, you won't want to let me loose out here. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> so I'm here with Karen and Peter O'Connell from Cho's Taekwondo Do in the Barbican Centre. Husband and wife team who are teaching the self-defence class. Guys, first of all, can I just commend you for putting this on so quickly and for free. You obviously felt that it was something that you really needed to do for the community. Yeah, um, Karen's in a running club and I often think about, God forbid, if anything happened, she'd been trained a number of years, so I feel that, that she would be able to protect herself but I worry then about the other women in Drada. We've all got wives, mothers and daughters and it's just trying to teach people some basic, simple techniques that everyone can do to protect themselves so they can feel more comfortable outside on the streets but also been aware of their surroundings, which I'll be talking to them about in the class. So what exactly are you going to teach in this lesson then? It'll be about di- different self-defence techniques when people maybe g- grab you from behind and maybe they have your arms pinned and how do I get out if I can't move my arms? And it's trying to show people very simple techniques that they can do and will work, but it has to be realistic. So they will get a chance to do it slowly with a, with a partner and then they'll also get to try it for real on a pad where the other person's holding the pad and no one will be hurt on this, but that it feels real then so that they know that this technique will work for them and they can own it. And tell us more about the club then. How long have you guys been in operation and sort of where does the interest in Taekwondo come from? Um, well, when when I was a child, I was bullied a lot, an awful lot and I was really quiet in class because I just had no confidence in myself. So I found it... I just was a really quiet person and I started training um, in Taekwondo in 1999, 23 years ago and it just changed my life and I just got so much confidence from it. Like, And I got up to Black Belt, I think it was in 2002, 
I, tr- I was training seven days a week. I moved in next door to the wow. school because I was training that that much. So this was like a Mr. Miyagi and Karate <laughs> yes, Kid situation. Yes. It totally <laughs> took over my life. There, wa- there was nothing else. It gave me so, so much confidence. It really changed my life for me. And I also met Karen through the Taekwondo. Um, she was training in it, so that's how she... There's nothing like meeting the love of your life over some punching bags and some kicks. I don't think many other people could understand my absolute love of this if they weren't in the training and my total dedication to it and the joy I get out of both my own training and all the students I have, I just... I get such a joy. Abby Smith-Doyle, I'm here with you. We're about to start this self-defence class. I understand you are a student of Peter and Karen's. I am, yeah. How did you get into the taekwondo? I I was very young at the start. It's just something I always wanted to do. And um, I quit for a while, actually, but I came back. I I just, I I felt bad. It was something I regretted, so I came back about 2018, three, four years ago. And I just, I love it ever since coming back. And in light of everything that happened with the Ashton Murphy case, you're obviously a young girl yourself. Yes. Um, what, how did you feel when this happened? What was your initial reaction? I mean, the same as everyone else. I was completely shocked when this happened. It's like Taekwondo gives me the strength to know that I might be able to defend myself out on the street. But at the same time, I would hate to be ever in that position. I don't want to ever have to test my ability, if you know what I mean. So it was, it was shocking. It was horrendous. And in terms of saying that, you know, there's a good lot of women that's after signed up for, for this class today. I understand there's a waiting list even in terms of, you know, what the response to the free classes. I mean, that for you guys must be amazing to see that people are willing to kind of to, to take these skills on. Yeah, no, it's lovely to see more people actually willing to go, OK, this is something that I actually need to do. Like Taekwondo is still very uh, like a uh, men based, not men's based sport, but like men dominated, that's where to look for. Um, so it's lovely to see so many women going, like, this is something I need to know to be able to protect themselves. So it's, it was great to see the uptake. Will I learn the crane kick from the Karate Kid? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> well, we, we might be able to show you something at the end. <laughs> so why did you decide to come down today? Um, I just feel it's something that every man or woman should know is how to defend themselves and obviously there are knacks and tactics that can be used in order to defend yourself so I felt strongly that um, especially women in light of what happened in recent times um, that it would be something that is really good to know and helpful to know that would give me enough strength. And would you be somebody that goes out walking regularly and how do you feel when you go out walking? Well actually I was out walking last Monday um, evening in Clotterhead and at one stage of the walk I ended up in a very dark area on my own and for some reason I was scared and uh, I don't know why um, that happened but um, I, I did feel scared that I was alone. It's in light of what happened to Ashling. to be honest um, I was shocked and disgusted to what happened to her and then like in fear for myself and for like I've I've three girls at home and a boy and like my 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 eldest would be going out for walks on her own if she'd meet up with her friends and I was like oh I actually don't want you going out and I can't we can't live like that can't live like that so um it's unfortunately it's needed and it shouldn't be needed I'm I'm very very happy to be here and be able to, to to learn something new to God forbid if I ever do need to, that I'm hopefully be able to defend myself. Probably one of the most dangerous situations is if someone catches you from behind and they hold on to your arms. 
So you've no arms to defend yourself and they've got you from behind. So that's what we're going to set her off with. So. I grab her here, she comes back here, and then she drives elbows into my stomach there. So try some of that with your partner and we'll come around and, and give you a little bit of guidance on it. Can I, can I just ask if I am mother and daughter here? Yeah. What, I, I love that mother and daughter have come to this class together. Can I ask you sort of why you decided to sign up or your feeling around it? Basically came after the Ashley Murphy um, situation. We just decided well, these were offered and we said, look, when you're getting something handed to you for your safety, why not join it? Like, for me, like even just like out in the street, like being like cockled or anything, like it just feels safer if you know some. That can help you. So. You mentioned catcalling there. Would you have experienced any sort of behaviour that was unwarranted? So just today, really? before he came. Yeah, it's not very often, but when it does happen, it's very uncomfortable. And like, I think every teenage girl has, or like, has or is going to go through that at some stage. So, are you getting the grasp of the exercise? How are you getting on? Oh, yeah, yeah. So we we've done it a few times, and we think we're getting the grasp of it now that we'd be able to use it if we had to in a real life situation what are you thinking of it so far we only started the first class how do you find it it's very exciting i like that it's very practical and to the point you know it gives not abstract ideas but actual what to do here's what you do here's how quick you do it I like that. And in terms of your own experiences when you're out walking or running or exercising, I was talking to some ladies over there and they've experienced, you know, unwanted attention, harassment from men. Would you have been in similar circumstances? Yeah, I have never been physically attacked, but I have definitely been shouted at, harassed, whistled. I have been grabbed as well, um, but more with a sexual intention, not the attacking intention. But it was still really unpleasant and scary. Well, if you came up to an attacker and you went like that, he'd be, well, if, you have to visualisation, don't you? Yeah, but I don't want to kill her. <laughs> well, I don't think she's in danger of that there, is she? No, 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 I think you're all right. You guys are friends or how do you no, know no. each other? So I'd be killing an absolute stranger. Yeah. Okay, I see where you're going with this, this softly, softly approach. Um, so in terms of, say, you know, if you guys were out walking or running or exercising, you know, in future, and God forbid something happens, do you feel like even from now, you know, we're halfway through a class, do you feel even a little bit more confident? Well, I think it, w- it will empower you to kind of be, because you kind of think, oh, my God, oh, my God, what can I do? What can I do? Whereas, as you said, tiny little techniques of trying to just, like, it's not fight them. It's put them down and get away. Run. Yes. I'm not very good at running, so I have to put them down. <laughs> I think, I think she needs to give us a bit more force then, doesn't she? She does. She needs to give me. Come on. Now, I can really feel that through the If you get somebody for real like that, you're going to hurt them. But that's what you've got to do. Oh, yeah, yeah. You've got to practice it that way because if you don't practice it that way, you won't do it that way. Okay, I'll use my husband. That's Karen, can I ask as well as you're, as you're there, um, when will it become instinctual second nature is this practice practice it's practice and practice like we cover it in our own classes and we cover it with the kids as well Um, and it's just to keep practicing it because it has to come to the point where you just do it and you don't have to think about well hang on I have to turn or I have to what do I throw she shoves me back again that's it you have to keep going (laughs) she's shoving me back okay but it's more nearly shoving herself back 
Karen, can I just say, you have been throwing, she's been throwing the punches <laughs> in here now after this class. She, is she letting out any, like, kind of, you know, you didn't clean the place, you know what I mean? There might be a bit of that in it, in fairness. But um, no, I, I think it's really important to be able to give something back, as Pete has said. And I really, I really enjoyed the class there today. It was great to see the women participating and they really seemed to enjoy it. And they really got stuck in. And I think for a lot of them, the, the whole experience of hitting the pads was very new, but they certainly gave it a best go. There's a lot of aggression to come out of these women today. I thought it was fantastic. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Well, guys, it's been lovely. Thank you so, so much for letting me peep in on your, your class today. It's been absolutely brilliant to watch you guys in action. And thank you so much for giving back to the community in this way. Well, thank you. There you go. Big demand for the classes. They do have a waiting list. If you are interested, they run Saturday afternoons from 2.30pm. More information on the Barbican Facebook page or Cho's Taekwondo Do Facebook page is where you'll find all of the information. And a big thank you to them again for uh, allowing me to, to sit in on the class and to all the women who spoke to me during the class as well. Really appreciate you you're taking the time to do that. Now going to take a quick break and we're back with Mick Christopher. 11 to 1 on LMFM. In this week's RTE Guide, Home of the Year's Hugh. Getting back to our Lidl competition very, very shortly. I've got music from Mick Christopher on the way as well, but first it's time for Ain Crack. Anish, Ain Crack, Air LMFM. Clearly, we're in shock. The Kupla Decade Kata Agwins in EU Anish, Augustus Aaron Law Shaw, Savlin Nideg Nochado, Ashinu, on Maastricht Treaty. Queen Treaty Honig Nashun, the Western Europe Lachela is spared economic cooperation. Komalashin via Koibru Ohev issues the security, Ernos crime, terrorism, August immigration. Eganam Khershid Kus Lashin Euro currency, a Honig Kunkin, Dem Lian and Nisdeni Savlin Gavilis Do. Via Treaty ratified Sahedot, Le Ra Tirha Yeg. Erin Marchandov Shin Darnoi, August Ohin, Tokuik Tir Yeg, Ella, Dresh Tachtas Jackson, Ain't the Shop. Kincha to ups and downs at Bointlesh, Akis Vedal and Buicha Sagawaldov, as Nabohra all in at Yanishi doing. Shine, crack and lay. Ain crack, er LMFM. There's Mick Christopher on Hey Day on LMFM's 11 to 1. Getting back to this now. All this week in 11 to 1, we are celebrating the opening of the new Lidl store in Mullameal in RD. It's happening on Thursday, February 10th. They have an incredible range on everything you would need, want and can't live without. And we can't live without the middle aisle, can't we not? <laughs> and we're getting loads coming in on 086-1800-658. Sinead, I bought a soldering iron in it. Never used it. It's still in the box in the shed. Hoping someday I might need one, says Michelle Moran in Dundalk. We've lots of those. We're asking you, what have you bought in the middle aisle in Lidl? There's €250 Euro worth of vouchers up for grabs. And I have Una Rogers. She's from RD. She's on the line. How you doing, Una? Hi, Sinead. Listen, great to have you on the programme. <laughs> Tell us, first of all, what you picked up in Lidl. <laughs> an inflatable elephant an inflatable elephant okay <laughs> why would one need one of those <laughs> um, I thought the children might have fun with this elephant but it was torture trying to inflate it <laughs> what happened when you opened the box <laughs> uh, I realised Sinead that I wasn't going to be able to blow into it okay and that uh, I need an action plan here so I went to the local petrol station and I inflated it. <laughs> I turned a few heads while there. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, 
Difficulty getting it into the car, Sinead. That was the hardest part. Yeah, because when it was inflated on the way back home, did the elephant have to sit beside the passenger seat? um, Well, the seats went down. The the boot was open and the elephant was facing out. (laughs) Lucky enough, we're only five minutes from from where we were. <laughs> yes. So I did, I turned a few heads, yeah. Maybe. Absolutely. And was this something like for the pool or like, what, did they just like bounce around the garden? What did they do with it? Whatever they wanted to do. I really didn't know what <laughs> they were going to do. But look, they had great fun. They had great, great fun, fun with it. Do you still have them? Do you still have Nelly the Elephant? No, 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 no. We, uh, we, the dog got it. Oh, the dog got the Nelly yeah. the elephant. Oh, Una, well, do you know what? For that story alone, I am giving you 250 euro worth of Lidl vouchers to do your shopping. Will that do your weekly shop now? Oh, absolutely. Thanks a million. You are most welcome. Enjoy that. And thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks a million. Take <laughs> Thanks care. a million. Bye, bye, bye. Una Rogers. Nelly the elephant. Sure, she couldn't inflate it. You had to bring it to the local petrol station. Oh, listen, we've got all week with this, okay? €250 worth of groceries up for grabs with Lidl. So many of you entered. Keep them coming in to me. We're going to put them all into the hat each day, okay? Because there's fantastic entries in there. Keep them coming in. 086-1800-658. And we'll do it all again tomorrow. I have another €250 worth of Lidl vouchers up for grabs. 11 to 1 on LMFM. Oh, just before we finish up, I have a couple of jobs on my job search today. Meath County Council are recruiting a health and safety executive to apply. Please check current vacancies on the Meath County Council website. There's an information booklet and an application form there as well. Wellman International Limited requires process operators for a six month fixed term contract in their manufacturing facility. You can send your CV to Tanya Clark at wellman-intl.com or check out the website wellman-intl.com. They are also looking for a maintenance fitter. So you can send your CV again to Tanya Clark at wellman-intl.com. James Young Interior Design requires an experienced and trainee upholsterer. To apply, you can email info at jamesinteriors.ie or check out their website, jamesinteriors.ie for more information. And don't forget, all of the details of those jobs can be found on our local job section on lmfm.ie. That is our lot on the show for today. Thank you so much for your company as always. We leave you with Ed Sheeran. Have a great Monday. Chat to you tomorrow. 11 to 1 on LMFM. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN.